Hello there, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And uh, what a Mexican independence weekend it was. Uh, quite a few fights to to go over, but uh, we're going to we're just highlight a few. Otherwise, I'll be here for about three hours. So quite frankly, uh, keeping your time in mind and uh, doing the work that uh, I should be doing, let's start off with William Zapita. What a great fight. Uh, Stop Marquito Gesta in six brutal rounds. Absolutely. As, as the story goes, as reported in World Boxing News, war broke out in front of a sold-out crowd of fans for Mex Mexican Independence Day as a still undefeated knockout artist, William Zapita, 29-0, 25 knockouts, added another stoppage to his record and retained the WBA Continental America's lightweight title in a blowout of Mercito No Mercy Gesta. So a, a great, great, absolute great fight. But afterwards, he said, um, I quote, I'm ready for the big fights out there, whether it be Devin Hayden or even Shakur Stevenson. Those are the guys who have the belts, and that's who I want next, said Zapita. There are incredible fights for my division, and I trust Golden Boy will do what they can to get me to become a world champion. I'm ready to go home, rest, and recover peacefully. In other uh, fight news on that card, the co-main event produced fireworks as well. As Vancouver's Victor El Tornado Morales Jr., 19-0-1, nine knockouts, successfully defended his WBA Intercontinental Featherweight title against Mexico City's Edwin Pupo Palomares, 18-5-2, by the way. In a 10-round fight that went the distance, the Mexican brawl had the fighters showing off their heavy artillery and warrior spirit. Morales pushing through a deep cut on his left eye and with both eyes completely swollen. Wow. I might add, wow. Speaking of wow, Yocasta Valley, three division and five time world champion, Yocasta Valley, 29 and two, nine knockouts, successfully defended her IBF and WBO minimum weight world championship titles against Maria Santin, sorry, Santizo, 11 and three. And she's uh, fighting out of Guatemala, silly, uh, silly Guatemala, Guatemala City, Guatemala. The two went head to head with nonstop action throughout the world championship fight. And the judges scored the bout in favor of Valley with scores of 99-91, and 99-91. Said Valley after the fight, I knew she was going to bring everything. She was trained in Los Angeles and had incredible sparring. I knew she was well prepared for our fight. I'm going to take a week off, enjoy Costa Rica and its beaches, and get back to training so I can be ready to fight on November 4th, no matter who the opponent is. As well, we saw a dazzling second-round knockout. Houston, Texas, Darius Fulcom, 7-0, seven knockouts, continued his knockout streak in a light heavyweight fight against Mexico City's Ricardo Luna, 25-11-2, 16 knockouts of his own. Scheduled for eight rounds, Luna suffered a cut on his head from a headbutt in the first round and touched the mat in the second round, causing his team to wave the white towel from the corner at one minute and 30 seconds of that second round and a knockout. It was it was from the opening uh the zone broadcast though we saw eric priest remain undefeated 11-0 represents kansas city a tough toe-to-toe -to -toe matchup against danish-born cancun boxing bred simon vikingo matson 13-2 the eight rounds of middleweight action weaved back and forth between the two and the judges awarded the majority decision to priest with scores of 76 76 79 73 80 72. On the Golden Boy Fight Night, Zapita versus Gesta Berlin streamed on YouTube and Facebook Watch. 
Daniel Junebug Garcia, 7-0 out of Denver, Colorado, defeated Guadalajara, Mexico's Eric uh, Benitez, 4-5 in a four-round super featherweight match. It was Garcia's toughest fight to date. He was able to secure a unanimous decision with scores of 60-54. to 54. There's a few other fights. Uh, more than happy to send you in the direction of uh, the website I mentioned earlier. But let's move over to what I'd mentioned before about William Zapita and his comments after his fight, calling out some pretty big names. Um, you know, Tank, Tank Davis being one and uh, Devin Haney being the other. Well, Haney's moving up to 140. On a low, it could be uh, he could move back down to uh, after scheduled fight with Regis Progress. It wouldn't be a fight for Zapita. It would be for a massive fight with Shakur Stevenson. Tank has no official foe confirmed for his next fight, but he too is looking for the massive fights. Zapita may get his chance one day, but it doesn't look like uh, coming in the next fight. Uh, but Zapita is certainly an excellent and fun fighter to watch, and one would think uh, he would get a world title opportunity one day as long as he keeps on winning. Elsewhere, we let's move over to uh, San Antonio, uh, or I believe it's a Corpus Christi, Texas, actually. Anyway, San Antonio's Ramon Cardenas thrilled the hometown fans with a picture-perfect performance, employing a textbook left hook to drop, stop, and upset Rafael Pedroza in the second round to win his debut on Showbox, the neck, the new generation, Friday night uh, at the the Boeing Center in San Antonio, Texas. It was San Antonio. Um, Cardenas uh, decked Pedroza twice in the second round, both on leaping pit tress left hooks that landed cleanly and catapulted Pedroza to the canvas. On the second knockdown, as Pedroza landed awkwardly on his side, referee Rafael Ramos waved the fight off immediately at 1 minute 22 seconds of the second frame. Wow. What a fight. In the co-feature, Mirko Cuella, a 2020 Argentine Olympian with a fun, aggressive style, pounded out a tough 10-round unanimous decision against Rudy Garcia in their featherweight bout. Um, in other action, uh, we also saw uh, Frutis Rojas remain undefeated with a dominant slick performance over the Freddie Roach-trained Sal Bustos in their eight-round welterweight bout. Though his perfect knockout streak came to an end, the stubborn Bustos remained upright despite straining his left ankle in the sixth round as Rojas cruised to a unanimous decision win. Good stuff out of Texas. All right, let's move along uh, to uh, Luis Lopez, who retained his IBF featherweight uh, title with a unanimous decision victory over Joet Gonzalez. And this is the fight I was thinking of uh, in Corpus Christi, Texas. Lopez. ESPN's number one boxer at 126 pounds was headlining on ESPN for the first time in the U.S. And Lopez has a record of 29 and 216 knockouts. He fights out of Mexicali, Mexico, and he busted up Gonzalez with shots from dizzying angles, mostly thrown from the hips as his hands dangled at his side. Would not call that a very defensive stance. And I'm sure Tim Witherspoon would agree with me. Uh, Gonzalez, uh, he's 26 and 4, 15 knockouts, closed strong down the stretch, but emerged with cuts under both eyes, which were swelling shut. So Lopez returned to the UK for the first title defense, a highlight reel fifth round take of Michael Conlon in May. And now he has a second successful defense under his belt as he continues to take hold of the featherweight division. So Good, good news uh, for that division, for sure. Uh, Gonzalez, by the way, he's now 0-3 in title fights. His other title defeats came by way of the Emmanuel Navrate, Shakur Stevenson. So uh, 
I don't know if we'll be seeing much more of Mr. Gonzalez. Anyway, not to speak ill of the learners. WBC and WBA light flyweight champion Kenshiro Cheakji, 22-1, 14 knockouts, uh, kept his belts as he patiently kept stalking game. And uh, busy South African veteran Heki Butler, 36-5, and five, and finally accelerated his attack and battered the challenger to the ropes to prompt the referee's intervention at 2 minutes, 19 seconds of the ninth round in a fight that took place on Saturday in Tokyo, Japan. Another unbeaten Japanese southpaw, by the way, Junto Nakatani, made his first defense of the WBO 115-pound belt as he dropped Mexican Argi Cortez three times, uh, twice in the fifth and once more in the ninth, uh, to score a lopsided uh, decision in their fight, also taking place, although on Monday, uh, in Tokyo. And one more fight uh, to report out of Japan. Sensational Japanese prodigy Tenshin Nasakawa, 2-0, decked his second pro bout by pounding out a shutout decision over Mexican bantamweight Luis Guzman, 10-3, and three, over eight rounds, also on Monday night in Tokyo, Japan. Tenshin looked impressive as he floored the durable Guzman three times in round number one, seven, and eight. Good stuff coming out of Japan. Quickly, over to uh, the UK, we'll have a quick little uh, report on Chantel Cameron, who expressed her views recently with respect to Katie Taylor, who she's going to be fighting on November 25th in Dublin, uh, set to be broadcast live on the zone. Um, and she said, uh, entering, well, you know, en uh, entering uh, the fight, she said, uh, uh, El Capo, what's actually talking about here? Okay, here it goes. Sorry. November's rematch has the former Team GB member even more motivated. She's alluded to a embracing fiercer strategy in her upcoming fight. Uh, with the Irish icon, she said, I don't believe the first fight was too close to warrant a rematch. Uh, there were some tight rounds, but I was the clear winner. I've emerged victorious once, and I'm set to do it again, assuring everyone that Katie's performance wasn't just a fluke, yet I wasn't at my peak either, and that's what drives me forward. Discussing the format she mentioned, Jamie and I always felt three, round, three rounds would favor me. It'd be quite the spectacle if Katie and I agreed to this in Dublin. If Serrano's advocating it, why shouldn't we? adding, I didn't feel I was adequately recognized post my win after, after Katie. While this still feels like Katie's event and her return, it was crucial for me to walk into the second, into the ring second. During our first fight, I waited for what felt like an eternity. This upcoming fight promise, promises a fresh experience. While I genuinely respect Katie outside the boxing realm, within those ropes, that respect dwindles to none. I have a certain resentment towards this, and my intent is to go in there and cause disruption. I understand Katie's fighting style. No, she can't overpower me. I'm more robust, and my intent for this fight is to bring forth heightened aggression. There you go, fight fans. Words to live by. Let's move along to the uh, heavyweights. Uh, a fellow who once beat in the amateurs, uh, Anthony Joshua, has moved in his professional ranks to 7-0. and oh. Uh, he's moved over from uh, Golden Boy over to fighting in London now and uh, looking to keep his 100% knockout record intact. His name is Mahai Nister. And as the English describe it, he bambi-legged Anthony Joshua back in 2011, uh, leading the referee to wave off their amateur fight. And he's now ripping through his opponents. So yet another uh, fighter to look forward to seeing 
in the uh, heavyweight ranks. Speaking of the heavyweight ranks, Joe Joyce is uh, coming up on his uh, uh, match against Zhilai Zhang. He's uh, seeking revenge without a doubt, as all Brits do. Um, the, fight, the fair fight was originally stopped in the sixth round after Zhang dealt a gruesome blow to Joyce's right eye, damaging to the point of closure. Zhang not only became the first person to beat the juggernaut, but he also claimed the WBO interim heavyweight title in the process. And the winner of Saturday night's highly anticipated bout could potentially set up a mouth-watering clash with Alexander Yusik. If Joyce loses, that might be the end of his career as far as I'm concerned, but that's just my opinion. Uh, another heavyweight uh, on the brink, Deontay Wilder, uh, could actually be set for a sensational shot at the WBC heavyweight title by the end of the year after Tyson Fury's recent admission. Fury could be stripped, as we all know, of the WBC heavyweight title uh, after his recent exposure uh, on his boxing career. The, the Gypsy King moved to completely dismiss another boxing fight in the wake of facing ex-UFC champ Francis Nagano this October. WBC President Mauricio Suleiman gave Fury a special dispensation to face Nagano as there is no mandatory challenger to his green belt. However, once the Nagano event is over and done with, Suleiman expects Fury to make a defense of his crown. If Fury shows no intention, the WBC heavyweight title could be vacant by November or December. Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua are next in line, meaning they could face each other for the vacant belt. If Wilder versus Joshua isn't agreed by then, the WBC would sanction a Wilder against the next available contender. And who should I mention? None other than Arslanabek Mahmoudov and Frank Sanchez, both sitting at three and four respectively. So that's some good news, I think, out of uh, the heavyweight ranks because I'm sure uh, Tyson Fury will be stripped. Uh, speaking of uh, Tyson Fury, his dad uh, was on a bit of a ram rampage. Uh, John Fury was saying over the weekend, with respect to uh, Deontay Wilder, not too many uh, heavyweights are willing to uh, challenge him, with the exception, of course, of his own son, Tyson Fury. So John Fury said, uh, there's only one out there who can challenge Tyson, and they all avoid him, and they won't fight him. And uh, that's, that's Deontay Wilder. They're all terrified of him, and Tyson straightened him up three times. All those people will never get in with the Bronze Bomber. Yusick, AJ, none of them will fight the Bronze Bomber. Anthony Ruiz, Anthony Ruiz will for a price because he's got big you-know-what. And if the money's right and it makes good business sense, I can only see Andy Ruiz fighting him. He's the only one who comes to mind who's in that bracket. He's the only one who's going to fight Deontay Wilder because the rest are terrified. They know what's coming. Good stuff out of John Fury. Anyway, let's leave the last word to Frank Warren. Queensbury promoter Frank Warren has revealed a man he believes will be the face of the heavyweight division in years to come, but he doesn't want the youngster to get ahead of himself. And he speaks of 18-year-old Moses Otoma, who's already sparred with the likes of Anthony Joshua, Joe Joyce, and Daniel Dubois. Before his professional debut, Otoma's confidence was clear from the get-go, announcing his intentions of becoming the youngest ever world champion and beating Mike Tyson's famous record of 20 years and four months. And Warren's man has made a strong start. After four professional outings this year, Otoma has amassed a record of 4-0, with the first two of those wins coming via first-round stoppage. Despite Warren appearing as confident 
as a Chatham-born big man himself. He told IFL TV the other day that he would like Atoma to take each fight as it comes and not to jump the gun in an attempt to defeat Iron Mike's record. He said, I want to see him take each fight as it comes, not to keep looking down the road and thinking about how he wants to be the youngest guy to win a world title. I want him to look at that next fight like he's fighting for a world title, go out there and put on a world title performance. Get out there and look the absolute business. That is what I want to see from him in every fight. I want the world to see what we see in him because he's exciting, he's young, and I believe he'll be the face of the heavyweight division in the future. Atoma faces Belgium's Amini Bousseta, 7 and 8, next weekend on the Zhang uh, Joyce 2 undercard, where he'll look to get back to knockout ways against a tough opponent who's been stopped just once in his career. Well, there you go, fight fans. Thanks for joining me here uh, on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it very much. I see my good buddy Adairi Penance uh, chimed in. Let's have a quick read what Adairi says. WBC President Mauricio Musuleman needs to be fired from boxing forever. Frank Sanchez versus Aslanabag Mukmindov would be a great idea for the WBC heavyweight position. There you go. Four thumbs up. Remember, like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike Gora for his show, Knuckle Up. Um, and uh, I believe at 2 p.m. we have, uh, right after me, coming up is the Staffords uh, and their show. Anyway, we'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you. Bye.